Welcome, Bird Gang, on today's show. Darren Urban joins me. The big news Wednesday, a big payday for DJ Humphreys. Who might be next? But first, practice observations. It's Cardinals Cover 2, Episode 575, and it starts now. Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2. Hit in the backfield and down he goes for a loss. J.J. Watt nailed him. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. He's at the 10, at the 5, he's in again! Some more Murray magic! Wow! Here's Craig Grealoux. So the team was not in full pads on Wednesday, but unless, Darren, you're Ron Wolfley, I don't think it was that big of a deal. That's just how things are going this training camp. And my understanding, this team was never scheduled to be in full pads for a second straight day. And if they were going to be in pads on Wednesday, they were going to be missing a lot of players because there were several veterans that were not on the field, but that was by design, according to the head coach. First of all, I don't know why you would want to think that I'd ever want to be Ron Wolfley. Uh, that's number one. Um, Don't we all aspire to be Dave Pash, Ron Wolfley, and Paul Calvisi? I'm, I'm, a, I'm comfortable in my own skin. Okay. Right? I can't speak for all you Syracuse wannabe people that like, – Wannabes? Geez, well, not that Do I need to pick up the phone and call Q no, or not that you're Justin Pugh? Be, I'm just saying you, you – if you go there, it just feels like there's always this this feeling that you're chasing something. I don't know what that is, but you think we're entitled? I, your your words, not mine. Okay. Um, no, there wasn't a whole lot that went on out there in terms of starters. Um, that was a whole host of people. That was honestly, Craig. I think that might have been the most people, significant people, non-injured that I've ever seen sit out at a training camp practice. Um, but again, I think they're trying to measure through this. I honestly, I think a lot of this in the end is coming back to where we were in COVID and seeing what got accomplished, what could still be accomplished, even if you don't kill these guys practice wise. And I think that's, this is just kind of filtering, filtering through that. And, and so, yeah, you get, you, everybody works hard on the, on the pad day, then you kind of pull it back. The other thing too, Craig, is remember the end of practice, and it was only a very little part, but the end of practice on Tuesday, the, the padded practice was cut short because of the fighting. You know, if you have all these guys resting, maybe you give some younger guys some reps that they weren't able to get that because of that end of practice. And that's the bright side in all of this, aside from the fans that do come and are disappointed not to see the stars, but I'll say this if you want to see your stars in August or do you want to see your stars in September, October, November, and in the season? But to your point, when those veterans, a Calvin Beecham or Justin Pugh, are not on the football field, then all of a sudden someone has the opportunity to take that spot. Now, Josh Jones, we saw him play a lot of left tackle with DJ Humphreys not on the field. Hump is back. Now he's playing right tackle. I think we can eliminate any discussion of Josh Jones playing guard as General Manager Steve Kime hinted at earlier this offseason on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. But it's the other guard spot without Pugh. And today was the first time I really noticed one of the offensive linemen, the rookies. Marquise Hayes was splitting first-team reps with Danny Isadora. Big deal? I don't know, but that's a seventh-round draft pick. Then I was getting his feet wet with the first-team offensive line obviously missing a number of pieces, but still 
quality reps and at least showing something yeah. when he's on the field that, hey, I can be a part of this offensive line if needed. I'm, I'm going to be very – I mean, we're going pretty deep into the depth chart at this point with a lot of things going and on. And let's hope we never have to worry about this depth. Well, again – It's good to have, but let's hope we don't need it. Right. I, I get it. But, again, you're, you're going to get some guy. I mean, I'm not surprised. I, I think they probably know what they have in – Danny Isadora he was around on the practice squad last year and whereas you want to see what Marquise Hayes might have and you're going to get ready for a preseason game where none of these starters are going to play anyways so I mean again I, I, I'm taking anybody who's getting put into the lineup right now with a certain grain of salt because I, I think even key backups they're going to be smart with how much they play and everything I mean is Justin Murray going to be on this team I don't know dealing with the ankle injury out a couple weeks um you would think he's got a good chance at it. I mean, you start doing the numbers. I, I don't know if Barquise Hayes and Danny Isidore are battling for much else than a practice squad spot, no matter what they might be doing on a Tuesday uh, in terms of the depth chart. Because you need, what, at least eight, potentially nine offensive linemen and as far as how many you dress on game day. But you have to have that. You need a backup center. Yeah. And maybe you need another backup to that backup, depending on Rodney Hudson, because he got banged up last season. But it's the interchangeable and guys being able to play multiple positions along that line. Well, again, you've got – and I don't know who all makes the team, but you, 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 Josh Jones isn't playing a lot of guard right now, but my guess is he would be somebody they look at to play guard in a game in a pinch. Justin Murray obviously can play guard and tackle uh, – You've got Will Hernandez. You've got Justin Pugh. Um, you know, what is happens with Lasita Smith, uh, who's another guy who plays kind of guard center. Sean Harlow can play guard. So I don't – I think more – this is more about testing out. If you if you came down the list of guys uh, that can make this team, I, you know, again, we have a long way to go, and the preseason games are going to say a lot. But, you know, I – I try not to get caught up too much in the depth chart, again, especially when guys aren't there. It's it's tough to tell right now in camp even when you start looking at, especially the lines, uh, because guys are sitting out. Um, you know, if, if Sean Harlow wasn't having to play center all the time because Rodney Hudson's barely practicing, would he get more snaps at guard? I mean, those are the things that you just don't know. You know, with Josh Jones might have played a little bit of guard so far in training camp if DJ Humphreys hadn't not uh, practice the whole time. So, you don't know. Before we get more into Humphreys, moving to the skilled position players, because up on azcardinals.com, your aftermath, your post-practice blog, highlighted two players specifically. One is wide receiver Greg Dortch, and the second is tight end Steven Anderson. And when you don't have a Max Williams, when Zach Ertz is given a vet day and Trey McBride was given a rest day, someone has to play the tight end position. And I'll say this, Steven Anderson, not just on Wednesday, but – Different parts now here through the first seven days of training camp practice. He's made plays in the passing game as far as being able to make those tough catches and in those red zone catches as well. We don't know what's going to happen with Max Williams. And, uh, you know, he's still, it seems like, a ways from, from getting back on the field. And you're going to need three good tight ends. And I've thought a long time that when they signed Steven Anderson, that was pretty solid signing. And even with Trey McBride, you're going to need a Steven Anderson. You don't know how healthy everybody's going to be. And, in fact, uh, Trey McBride gets a rest day 
because he came in early and he's been getting a ton of reps and but I, I I like what I've seen out of Steven Anderson so far and I like I like the resume that he has. A little bit of a veteran, knows some stuff. You know, obviously in a perfect world Max Williams is able to come back and give them something, but uh, right now, uh, I like the idea. Again, I've said this before, especially if Max Williams is healthy. Uh, it's undoubtedly the strongest tight end room they've ever had. And even if he isn't able to come back soon, I still really like what that room looks like. Did see Max a little bit later in practice working out with assistant trainer Chad Cook on the sideline. So how far along is Max Williams? Who knows? But at least you've got depth at that position. Now, Greg Dortch. As far as Sean Jefferson called him, five foot nothing, and it is five foot seven. I mean, Paul Calvisi towers over Greg Dortch, does he not? Well, I can't speak for that. I've never actually seen the two of them in the same room, so <laughs> that would be a good something to set up. Get those two. I'm sure Paul would really back. appreciate oh, that. Yeah, I'm sure he would. But here's another player without Hollywood Brown, without D Hop, without AJ Green. Someone who is making the most of his reps as a pass catcher. I think we all know what he can do in the return game, and he's in the mix at both kickoff and punt right now and probably is going to be that guy if Rondell Moore is not. But Greg Dortch, and he's got a little fight in him as well. He's not afraid to mix it up with the DB. I mean, he's one of those typical, and I've seen some of the things he said on Twitter uh, about himself. I mean, he he's a guy that um, – Nobody's going to give a second thought to because of his size, and he's had to fight for everything he's gotten. Sean Jefferson told a great story about how he went down and gave him a private workout, and he just couldn't break him. He kept trying to do every drill that he could think of, and um, he just did everything. And ultimately, um, at one point, Sean Jefferson's because I think he left school early, and he said, why are you? why are you leaving school early? You know, you're, you may not even get drafted. And Greg Dortch was basically like, I'm not going to get any bigger. And, and that's a great point. So, uh, you know, it's just, it's funny to, um, to see a guy like that have some uh, success on the field. I, I liked what he gave them at the end of last year. He was kind of lingering around the, the, uh, the practice squad, got some chances to do stuff late in the season. I think I think he could help this team, but at some point you've got to make choices. I don't I don't think you need a wide receiver lineup, and I don't think you're going to have one. But I don't think you need a wide receiver lineup with Rondale Moore and Greg Dorch and Andy Andy Isabella and Victor Bolden. You, they're all like five eight five nine. They're all the same wide receiver as far as what they're capable of doing. That's what I would doing. see. Yeah. Now on the flip side, uh, something to keep an eye on, Berg Gang, is Antoine Wesley. He kind of had an up and down day at practice earlier in practice. It, I think he had the wind knocked out of him on a sideline reception early in practice. Only missed one rep, was back out there, but then later during 11 on 11, cut a touchdown pass from Colt McCoy down the middle. So that was good to see. Seven on seven, though, however, he got shaken up limped off the field, in fact, went into the locker room with head athletic trainer Tom Reed, and now all of a sudden that's something to keep an eye on because that's a receiver that gives you something that only A.J. Green gives you, and that's six foot four, the height and the size. Yeah, I mean, I think there's another guy. Wesley, I think he did some things last year, and I've, I've liked what he's done in camp so far. It's funny, I was joking with somebody right away when in the first practice he dropped – one and maybe two 
early passes, and I'm like, this is not the kind of start he wanted. And since then, he's played pretty well. And I, I do think he gives them an element uh, that they need. And uh, he's got his comfort level with Cliff Kingsbury in the offense because he played for him in college. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's kind of an under-radar thing. Now, again, when we talk about these things, and I had t- quote tweeted a play from him early in camp saying he was going to be crucial with hop-out, and I get all these responses about, is he starting for going to start instead of A.J. Green? And what are you talking about? He's not that guy. It's funny that you can't praise a guy within the context of what he's going to be rather than people see you praise him and then they make some kind of leap that – that means he's going to be their number one target in this case or something like that, even the Dortch stuff. When, when I wrote about Greg Dortch today, I certainly wasn't meaning, okay, he's all of a sudden going to be getting a bunch of snaps in the regular offense, but that doesn't mean he can't help you. And, and ultimately, I feel like that with Wesley, like he's going to be able to help you, uh, especially bridging that time when you don't have Hopkins and you need that kind of size. And that's all it means. Again, it doesn't mean he's a second coming of Larry Fitzgerald or anything like that. And I, sometimes I think people lose that a little bit. Well, what there's nuance here, Craig, what's the purpose of training camp? It's to get ready for the regular season, but it's also to find those backups, those reserves to figure out who can perform when called upon. And if we're not talking about it here on Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, or writing about it on azcardinals.com, then on Wednesday, what are you writing about if you're not noting what Greg Dortch did during practice? That's your reporting and your analyzing in the moment yeah. not week it's, we're not going from yes. august 3rd to week 16 well and there's always nuance again praising somebody within their context is not the same as saying they're the best player ever i mean i can say greg dorch had a good uh a good practice but that doesn't mean he had a good practice like deandre hopkins might have a good practice I and mean, we know who greg dorch is for instance you know it's just uh, you know, so much of this, I know people thirst for what's going on. And, and then you can go over um, you can go over depth charts and who's playing what, like who might be starting. But I, I've just done this for too long. And, I, you know, I've, I've seen this and we talk about camp surprises. And every once in a while you'll have a guy that's a surprise and maybe he makes the team. Most of the time they don't have a huge impact during the season. Um, you know, Dennis Gardeck a few years ago made the team. He had a great camp for what he was, and then he played special teams, and then he, and he never took a defensive snap, and that's okay. But again, that's the kinds of things we're talking about. When when we get to the regular season, this team is going to go as far as Kyler Murray takes them, and J.J. Watt takes them, and Marcus Golden takes them. It's not going to be the guys that are battling for spots in the roster. That's just not how it works. And again, if you want to pay attention or see what's happening here at State Farm Stadium. Cardinals training camp powered by Cox. Open practices the rest of the week in the morning. Saturday, the red and white practice in the afternoon. Go to azcardinals.com for more information and details on how you can be a part of the action here at State Farm Stadium. Speaking of practice, and I'm going to avoid the Allen Iverson Hmm. quotes. Why? You're good at that. DJ Humphreys practicing on Wednesday for the first time since training camp. Coincidence, perhaps, or it's just, you know, it's, it is what it is. But he gets that three-year contract. We're moving extension. on, Craig. We're, we're just moving on. The contract is done. 
and whatever, that, and, whatever might have kept him out of practice kept him out of practice. As 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 Hump said, his his stomach was hurting, and now it's not. So he's in a good spot, and the Cardinals are as well. And I think more important than anything else is the fact that you have locked up a left tackle for the next three seasons after this year, and it's still a huge part of your offense. And DJ Humphrey, say what you want about how he played last season. He did make the Pro Bowl, and he is one of the better left tackles in the game. And it does speak to, I think, though this might be the first time outside of Larry Fitzgerald, but now you've got someone who was drafted, gets one contract, gets a second contract. That speaks volumes not only to the team, but also for Humphreys as well. I agree, although it also speaks to kind of where um, – it speaks to where I think some contract negotiations are these days and, and maybe even where the Cardinals' head is with contract negotiations these days. You know, Fitz did it. Fitz was weird in a couple ways. Like, they tried to do longer deals with him early in his career, and he smartly did shorter ones because he wanted to get another bite at the apple. Whereas Humphreys, when he signed his last extension, when, when it wasn't really an extension, I mean, he signed it in February, and he was going to be a free agent like three weeks later. So it was right before he became a free agent. But it was only for three years. I mean, we knew he was going to have to come back to the table. And it's he's only played two of those years. So... You know, part of it is the structure of the other extension that he would get one right now. And I think both sides wanted to, you know, Humphreys wanted another bite at the apple when he was still young. He hasn't even turned 29 yet. And, you know, the team wanted to make sure that he was going to continue being what he was after he got his big extension. So I think both sides are happy with where that went. And um, I think it says a lot about, again, where contract negotiations might be these days when you want to do a little shorter of a deal so you can get back to the table. That said, I think it's super important that they have DJ Humphreys for another four seasons, this one to finish out the current contract and then the extra three years. And you can you can settle that left tackle that's blocking Kyler Murray's blindside. And we've talked about it a million times about the contract status of the rest of the offensive line. Nobody else who's going to be playing significant time this year at this point, the starters are under contract except for Rodney Hudson. And Rodney Hudson is probably going to be year to year anyways because he's thinking about retirement. So it's something you need to do. They got a bunch of other guys that still are set to be free agents after the season. So there still could be another extension or two at some point. But um, this one is a good one to get out of the way. Well, and Humphreys could get another bite of the apple as well. If you look three years down the road, he'll be 31, 32. Justin yep. Pugh turns 32 later this month. Hudson is 33. Kelvin Beecham is 33. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Cardinals and Humphreys are back at the table. And interesting to note that it was actually D.J. Humphreys who did this contract with the Arizona Cardinals, something that we've seen rarely. DeAndre Hopkins did it not too long ago. But for Humphreys, Darren, it was important for him to sit down face-to-face with General Manager Steve Keim and do this. Nothing against his agents who have worked with him in the past, but now to be able to say, all right, forward-thinking, post-football career, I need need to experience this. And he made it sound like there was some awkward moments here and there, but that's going to happen. But otherwise, they got the deal done. They got the deal done. He feels like it was fair. Um, the the mo- we don't know the exact details of the money. 
Um, but it did look like it's it's fairly when the when the official contract comes through and and a bunch of people break it down and I'm I'm hoping that happens. I don't know if DJ Humphreys is a big enough name for Pro Football Talk to take a bite at it or whatever. Um, I am curious to know how it would be assessed. You know whether they feel like the team did right uh, on their side or if DJ got a really good deal or if it was just strictly market value all the way around. I don't know, but. Um, the fact that the the player is happy, the player certainly isn't uh, g- going to be um, hurting for money anytime soon. It was funny. Somebody said, is it nice to take care of your family? And as you noted, he already got one giant extension. So he said, yeah, my family was already taken care of pretty well. I think this one's for me. I love that line. And it's well-deserved because, again, coming off his first Pro Bowl season, he protects the quarterback's blind side. And selfishly, Darren, and, and, and I know you agree with this, one – DJ is such a good dude and a great guy to speak to as far as getting information and just giving you those quotes that are not the cliches. He doesn't speak in cliche. And that goes all the way back to when he first got here in 2015, that initial introductory press conference. The man always has a smile on his face. He's always joking, but then he's always putting in the work as well because let's not forget that 2015 season – did not see a single snap, was in the doghouse in training camp, and now here he is, the longest-tenured Arizona Cardinals player. I will say I will say it's fairly clear that, you know, sometimes I, – I think D.J. Humphreys absolutely had to mature. He'll say he had to mature. I also think that there are definitely times when certain players and certain coaches don't mix, and I think the best thing that ever happened to – uh, DJ Humphreys in a lot of ways was having uh, Sean Kugler show up. I think he's really helped DJ Humphreys in a lot of ways. Uh, and, and again, DJ's grown up. He's got a kid. He's older now. I mean, he's not the goofy. He still can be goofy, but he, he's figured it out. Cliff Kingsbury called himself aware and it's, it's true. And I, and I do feel that way, but that happens. That happens with everybody. I mean, I've, I've told the story before. I mean, the Larry Fitzgerald I knew when he was 20 years old and when he showed up and the Larry Fitzgerald that I knew and like before he retired, those are two totally different people, which they would be when one's 20 and one's 37. But uh, I just think that, you know, there has to be time given to all these guys in certain ways. And sometimes it's really hard to wait and sometimes they don't ever figure it out but it, i think it's clear that dj humphreys figured it out it was funny though listening to humphreys earlier on wednesday you talk about you know eighth year in the league and 28 years old yet in his own offensive line room and i mentioned the ages of his other fellow starters he still considers himself the baby of the group and to a certain extent he is but he's always learning because he's got Hugh, hudson beecham guys in there that have played a little bit longer than he has so he's in that age where he's still he's being that young player yeah. yet he's also being that veteran to the younger offensive lineman it's funny because that just comes with whatever group you're around I mean I think Buda Baker still sees himself as I think Buda Baker now feels pretty old but that's because he's playing a bunch around a bunch of young players if all of a sudden there was an influx of young offensive linemen DJ Humphreys would feel completely different and I that's understandable so I just again, I, I think his his trend of where he's gotten in his career. I think he's deserving of this contract. I think they desperately needed to uh, re up him, 
and because I think you needed to make sure, and I still think there's a couple other guys that you need to seriously think about getting done, both because you need them around, and I, 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 I'd, I'd hope that this team isn't going to go into the offseason with as many free agents as they stand to have right now because that, that can get really dicey. You could, it, it could work out fine for you, but it also could work out poorly for you in terms of all of a sudden missing all these people and having to do something about it. Well, Cliff? Mentioned it, and I believe it was your question as well. It was well. my question, Craig. I, I may have some good questions I, I, I once tried in a while. to toss that ball up I for you and, and have you knock it out of the That's park as you do friend. it so well. But those homegrown players, in other words, those players that you drafted, i.e. Byron Murphy, Jalen Thompson, Zach Allen, and if you want to include, and it's even though he left and came back, but Marcus Golden, one of those players, and all of those players that I just named, are going to be unrestricted free agents. Is there another player or two that gets done between now and the start of the regular season? Extensions don't typically happen once the season begins. It's a little bit more rare. Cardinals historically have done a very good job of extending players when training camp is going on. Lately, it's funny because I, I, I can remember some in-season extensions. Uh, I, I'm sorry, i got to mention this name, but Daryl Washington got an in-season extension once. Stop the presses, uh, ladies no. and gentlemen. Darren Urban, on his own, um, is bringing up D-Wash, hey, not someone else on social media. Um, but it's a good example. Darnell, Dockel, Darnell Dockett got an in-season extension one year, I remember. So it does happen. Uh, but you're right. It feels like they try and get these done in camp, and then after that, they're trying to to move on with the business of the season. And so, could there be something in the next three weeks? There still could be, maybe, but I I don't know if there will be. Is there someone? All right, play general manager. Yeah. Of those young homegrown talents. Yeah. Are you who, counting Marcus Golden as one of those? I I do I, w- I put a little asterisk just because he left and yeah. came back but he was a but he is a draft pick. he he wouldn't be my honestly of the guys right now um, the two people at the top of my list would be Byron Murphy and Jalen Thompson um, right now Byron Murphy is essentially your number one cornerback Jalen Thompson is an up and coming potential star safety and you got you you benefited by those draft picks you want to make those pay off now. You've already paid Buda Baker. Um, this is where it starts to get a little tougher because if these guys are wanting top-of-the-market deals, I don't know if Jalen Thompson would ask for that at this point, but this is one of those things where that's why it might behoove them to do something now. It might cost you a little bit more now than you're thinking, but it's like with the Christian Kirk thing. They decided not to do anything, and then all of a sudden you get to the free agency and it takes one it takes one team. And so I would Jalen Thompson and Byron Murphy would be a couple guys. I think Byron Murphy would get a lot of a lot of uh, attraction from the open market, and I think you need him around. And those are two guys I'd rather not worry about going into the off season. Now you do have a franchise tag that you could use on somebody, um, but that's just what I'm thinking off the top of my head. I mean, there's other guys. We mentioned Golden. There's Zach Allen. I don't think you do Zach Allen right now. you got to see if he can stay healthy and do I think that things. would be the big I, – I, I, I keep bringing up Zach Allen, but it's it's been one season. By his own admission, it's been one season. Can he do it again, yeah. or do you need to wait? And in the case of Byron Murphy, if you wait, are you costing yourself money down the road? Because as you get closer and closer to free agency, unless you're DJ Humphreys, you sign in February and don't wait until March. But cornerbacks, 
cost first, more than safeties do? Uh, number one, they cost more. Number two, I think at this point, this goes for most players, the Humphrey signing in February extension, although he got a good deal, and I guess that is always possible, that's a big risk for a team to me. Because it feels like once you get through the season and you can't get hurt anymore, then why wouldn't you go and look at the open market? Now, I know teams sometimes say, okay, if you, this is our offer, and if you go onto the open market, it may not be there anymore. But I don't know if they play chicken like that. I, I don't know. But, and, and there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, we don't even know what Humphrey's cap number is if, if they were able to lower it all. It was, it was over $19 million right now. Now, did they just add the extension on, or did they actually rejigger all four years so they could lower the cap number a little bit and actually get a little space back? I don't know. But uh, I, I think they, they, they're going to seriously give these things some thought. And honestly, we didn't know they were talking to Humphreys. Now, one of the reasons we didn't know is because he didn't have an agent to leak it everywhere. So it became it was like super secret when that all came together. And it's always possible they're working on something. So we'll see. Nicely done, Darren, on how you maneuvered secret in there because the title of the article up on azcardinals.com secret agent man there you go from darren urban so you can read more on dj Humphreys's contract extension up on azcardinals.com it's a well well written story as it always is when the author is <laughs> darren urban and on that note, as I butter him up out the door, yes. we'll put a lid on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As always, special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Mamahundro. For Darren Urban, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.